Blog Talk Radio. Oh my gosh, we should totally have a before the show show. <laughs> Hello, devoted mom. It's Thursday, October 3rd, and Regina and I and our guests are already having fun without you. But we're going to join. You, we're, we're asking you to join us now. Uh, so thank you for joining us again this Thursday. Beautiful day here in Atlanta. How is it out there, Regina, in Baltimore? Oh my goodness, Tasha, let me tell you. I thought, you know... I was ready to pull the boots out. It's 80 right. degrees here today. Here too. So I'm leaving here and going to get another pedicure. I thought it was like the last grass cutting. You know, right. I thought I had cut the grass for the last time. I thought I was done with the pedicure as until spring. Not quite. But no, apparently mm-hmm. not. All nails wants 25 more dollars before they cut it short. Give it up. <laughs> So, but you know, the the weather is absolutely beautiful. I have not done any fall shopping for the girls, so I am not complaining. Right. Um, hello, devoted moms. I'm glad that you could join us again. We've got one of our phenomenal fathers on today. I'm really excited. I just made the connection that we have something just a, a, a true mutual love, right. um, and we'll talk a little bit more about it as we go on through the show. Uh, but you know, Tasha and I, we usually check in and see what. How's your week? Week has been good. Week has been good. It's been busy, which is nice. You know, kind of makes the week go by faster. Um, nothing particularly special about the week, I would say. Just um, it's been going well, though. Very smooth. Uh, school's going really well for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a parent-teacher conference for KJ. And um, all is well with him. He's doing fantastic. Um, he is not as motivated as he's been in the past. And you know how motivated KJ is. Yeah. And has been with learning and, you know, obsessed with getting good grades. And that has faltered a little bit. So we got to work on that. Does that mean he's a little less Rain Man-like then? Because you remember we used to call him Rain Boy? Not funny. <laughs> Yes. He's he's What's a little funny? less rain he's a little less rain man when it comes to his school work. Okay. Well um, you know, there was a, a there's a strata. And I think right. that we as devoted moms have to understand that sometimes when our children are on the extremes of the strata, coming to the center is it's not such a bad thing. If yeah, because he was quoting statistics of things that no one knew or yeah. care, it, it was very norm-like. No, not norm, cliff. Cliff-like, cliff yes. Like. <laughs> and he still has those tendencies. It's more toward test-taking. He doesn't, he's not taking his tests seriously. He just likes to get through them instead ah. of really making sure he's answering them correctly. So we're just going to work a little bit on that. But other than that, I've had, I've had a pretty good week. My brother from another mother, how's your week been? My week has been absolutely phenomenal, and it started with a call on Monday from an organization that um, called me originally about an opportunity that they had 
where they wanted to uh, hire me for a new position. And okay. uh, here, here's the lesson in it. The lady who is the VP followed me at the company that I was formerly with, and she said, I'm calling you because I came in behind you, saw the work product that you put in, and want you to come do that with us here at this new organization. So uh, the, the lesson is always leave a place better than you found it because you never know who's going to be in a position to bless you later. Mm, so that's good. great advice. Good. I'm awesome. Good. And how about you, my darling? <laughs> Now the I, I concur. <laughs> right. The voted moms, we come with sound effects and everything. That's how we do it on the show. I got another trick for us later on. You know what? Um, Tasha introduced you as a brother from another mother. However, you, you were born with a name. I think it's Chris Thompson. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to get to that. I want you to know who this guy is that's on here. Um, that I already am an admirer of, and uh, so is Tasha. And, um, and so, Chris, um, yes. welcoming you from Ohio, I believe. Okay. The heart of it all, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, to be exact. Very good. Oh, my goodness. I rolled through there frequently on my way to uh, Indiana. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Born and raised. So we're 70, back 70 straight across. That's right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. 70 what? She knows so much about highways and roads. If she just said like 72 or something like that. I know she was telling the story, and then I had to call her out on the, on the program. No, 70 what? Right. All the way. I pick it up in where it starts, actually, in Maryland. And it and, goes all the way. And a fun fact about Columbus, Ohio, right now, is that the President's Cup is being played here currently. Oh. Just teed off about uh, 30 minutes ago. So, it only matters cool. if Tiger's there. Uh, and he is, and I believe he tees off um, in about okay. an hour. Yeah. It's a real match then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, if I turn away from y'all, it's because it's over uh, played somewhere over no. there? Okay, mm -hmm. no. Did, no. Did I hear a y'all? Would that mean that there's another uh, place, place from whence you've come? <laughs> Listen, when I lived in, when I lived in Atlanta... Um, <laughs> was how we referred to each other, and so um, I have adopted y'all as as a way to speak. As a matter of fact, I got a text message from somebody yesterday that said, "You all, I love you all," and I I had to respond and said, "No, you spelled it wrong. It's y'all, y apostrophe a l l, y'all, or y apostrophe l l, depending on you know how you want it to be put well, out." Actually, the Alabama origin is Y-A apostrophe L-L. Apostrophe L-L. Yes, it pops up on my yeah. um, text messaging as that being the correct spelling. Y'all going too much. Going mm -hmm. too much. Yes, that was a cliff moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cliff moment. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of that for the last few days. Well, Chris, I am really right. happy to uh, that you're here. Um, Devoted Moms, we know that it's very difficult for us to achieve um, being dedicated and very purposeful with how we connect with our children uh, if there is not a connection with their father as well. 
And um, the connection looks really different. I mean, our worlds are very different. And so what used to be maybe traditional is now um, just another composition of what family looks like. And so, Chris, I understand that you've got some phenomenal children and that you are, um, you know, a phenomenal father. And so we are hoping that you'll share with our devoted moms how we can support um, fathers in their, their quest. We make the assumption, and some people don't like that word, assumption, but we definitely think that it is the intention of every man who has seeded and created another human um, that they want to be the best that they can be. And so how can devoted moms support that effort? Oh, wow. That's, you know, that is a bit of a loaded question. Um, because the, some of the challenge that you run into for we fathers, and just for uh, data's sake, I have a 15-year-old son, his name is Christian, and I have a 13-year-old son, his name is Caleb, and I have a 12-year-old daughter, and her name is Kennedy. And each of them are very, very different. My wife and I grew up on opposite ends of the life spectrum, um, in terms of how we were raised, and so it's it's a fascinating thing when when she and I have to find the way that delicate balance. And so when it comes to the question of support and how you support, it has to be a two-way street. And so um, I would say that I appreciate you saying how um, me sharing with you how we can support, but it, it's got to be. It's how you can support us, but we have to support you. And I think that balance, if it's not created, it really throws off how your kids will position the, the role of father, the role of mother, and then most specifically the role of child in the concept of the family. So, um, so you know, I, I, I have some thoughts. Should I just share some thoughts? Or <laughs> go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. If there's some immediate thoughts, yeah, we we would love to hear it. I mean, other than I'm sure that you fry up a whole pack of bacon every morning to make sure that they're compliant. Um, well, yeah, go let me, ahead. Let me explain um, the bacon piece for all the devoted moms. If you uh, don't have as a regular part of the diet for your children, bacon. At least, and when I say regular part, I'm I'm saying at least minimally <laughs> once a week. I mean, I think I think you can get away with that if you can do it three times a week. Whether it's through bacon flavoring, whether it is bacon seasoning, whether it is actual bacon itself, um, I do think it's important. But that those bacos. Remember those bacos. The thing about bacos, um, <laughs> it's a supplement, you know. Um, and, and, you know, it's like having um, soda versus water, you know? So okay. All right. Devoted moms, who, devoted moms who are perhaps practicing a vegan diet or vegetarian diet, um, we love you. We respect you. We're sometimes a little puzzled. Um, but that doesn't mean what makes us different doesn't make us have things in common like being yeah. good parents. Yeah, that's, this is true. Just want to file that disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, just because you don't eat bacon doesn't mean we don't love you. So, um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, shoot us some knowledge about, you know, how, how do you accomplish what you accomplish? 
First of all, oh. are, there's a picture of um, the peoples. So that's Melanie, that's Kennedy, that's Caleb. Nice song. Um, so, you know, one of the things that has to be at the, the, the very top of the page is um, every morning, so one of the things that I do, and I'm, I'm fortunate here, um, is that I get a chance to drive my boys in particular to football practice at 6 o'clock in the mornings. Um, but it's not just football practice. Any time that we're in the car and we're heading to some place, we pray together. And literally, it, we're in the car, and Melanie laughs because all I have to say is Christian, or all I have to say is Kennedy, and they, they know what happens next. And they pray, I pray, whenever we go to church on Sundays, everybody prays before we get there, to build a habit within them that prayer is an important piece of how once you're gone and you don't know who to talk to or who to go to or mom's not there or friend's not there or dad's not there, God is always there. And seeking mm-hmm. for the priority of God in their lives is is, is I, I don't think you can minimize how important that is uh, to a child's life. And so every time we get in the car and we drive anywhere, um, I'm praying with my kids. And it doesn't mean that it's a warning. It doesn't, it's whatever we do it. And so I, I think a part of the I way like we support it is through very simple biblical things. One of the other things that we do in our house, and some people, you know, this is our house. Um, I have scriptures. Um, that I've put up strategically in different places within our home um, that are reflective of the principle that we want to uh, have in the context of our home. And so um, things like uh, seek first the kingdom of God as righteousness and all things added unto you. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Make your requests known unto God. How can a young man keep his ways pure? It's by keeping it according to God's word. And there will be occasions where I may ask them, what is... Psalms 119.11, or tell me a scripture that's in the house. We, you know, we did that a lot when they were younger. Um, I'm not as consistent with that piece. Where I am more consistent now is uh, because technology is a big part of our home, probably too much. Um, verse is a place where I will send them a Bible study that um, they need to do. And what, is I, that, what, is that, what is that called again, Uverse? The UVerse app. So okay. So our phones, the UVerse Bible app. Very good. Okay. Um, it looks like that when you position it down. Okay. UVersion. Okay. Yeah, UVersion. And it's the Bible app. And you can go in and um, you can select a plan. And it could be a seven-day plan, a five-day plan. I, I do it as a part of my, my study. Um, where I have three or four plans, and it could be on grace or faith or prayer or trust or, or even topics specific to what the, what kids are going through today, I will have them do um, a Bible study. And that's another way to enforce, again, some basic principles of relationship with God without going real deep. It's just building some practices for my children. And, yeah. and most importantly, I think the... The thing that we mess up is that we don't teach our kids to be critical thinkers. Um, we grew up uh, in a generation, whether it was the church or in our homes, where it was um, do as I say, 
And so we didn't build in them the ability to gain understanding. The Bible says, and all you're getting, get understanding. But one of the ways that we crippled our, our kids is that we um, didn't give them understanding. We gave them, do what I say. Even if I'm wrong, you go do what I say. And so one of the things that we, we work hard, and we don't always do it right, but we work hard to do in our household is creating opportunities where they can ask questions and gain understanding and go to the Word to be able to say, all right, it says this, and, and if it says this, how does it apply and what does it mean? And things that they're dealing with now, sex, drugs. I mean, we're, we're, we're a household that talks about everything. Wow. Now, Chris, Chris, you hit on a couple of things, and so I just want to make sure that our devoted moms are <clears throat> kind of listening um, for one, your leadership, which means that your your mother, your children's mother, your wife, um, also plays a position to partner with you in incorporating these things. It was funny when you said um, you all pray in the car on the way to church. I immediately went back to um, <laughs> my experience leaving church. <laughs> I'm um, feeling like we need to pray after church. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and, you know, and my, I mean, my parents, um, you know, they were very intentional about letting us seek and um, establish a relationship with God. Um, and I think they model um, many of the, of the uh, characteristics of a good person but we didn't have, like, Bible quotes around the house. And it's interesting because I've done that more so for myself. Um, mm -hmm. And my girls, they notice it, and they pick it up. Yeah, yeah. So so I think you're mm -hmm. right. I think if we plant the seed, um, then you are moving into practical application once, you know, the question around drugs, the question around premarital sex comes up. Um, they're already prepared with at least a frame of reference. Right. But yeah, the praying in the car. In the car. What about the road? So does that reduce road rage for your family? I mean, for you and your family? I refuse to answer that question. Grounds <laughs> that it may incriminate people. Not me. Because I bacon saves me from everything. <laughs> I, I think you're also um, showing devoted moms that there has to be a sense of humor and a, a sense of being able to reframe yes. when you touched on something that you're you're not quite you haven't quite figured out. <laughs> you know what? If if people if people have forgotten how to laugh, then they should just be be not living. I mean, it, yeah. we so quick story. So um, Tuesday, my daughter came home. And I'm fortunate that I can work from my house when I need to. And so uh, she came home. I can't believe I'm telling you a story. I'm telling you. So my daughter came home, and she was, she said, Daddy, I didn't have a good day. Give me a hug. And I was in a silly mood, as I typically am. And I said, okay, I'll give you a hug, but it's got to be a belly hug. She said, no, I just want a regular hug. I said, no, it's got to be a belly hug. And so we fought. So, okay, you asked, what's a belly hug? <laughs> right. I was going back to the bacon, actually, but go ahead. Uh, the bacon is what, bacon is a part of it. Stay with me now. So, the bacon uh, in the belly. So um, as you age, and the men will understand and appreciate this, 
When we were younger, we had something called a six-pack. As we have children, we have something that develops that's called the protective coating, which covers the six-pack. See, the six-pack is still in there, you understand? There's uh -huh. just a covering that protects the okay. six-pack so that the kids don't get injured when they give you a hug okay. and everything, right? And so um, a belly hug is you grab your child, you suck your stomach in, and then you push your stomach out really hard. And they hate it, especially as they get older. <laughs> um, they don't appreciate it, but do it three or four times. Whatever was bothering them before is no longer bothering them. Ah. Trust me, do, when, you, when your kids get home tonight, do it and see if it doesn't, see if it doesn't work. Okay. Uh, so, at, this, at this time, we'd like to thank Sylvia Global for giving us the opportunity to be here to and, to, and to be able to give actual tools on what to do with that protective covering and how oh. to use it for the protection of yeah. the six-pack. Yeah. Um, you know, we come right. together every Thursday, and we learn something from whether it's each other, whether it is our guests like yourself, Chris, um, whether it's looking at what's trending. But I have to say, that is a it, it, that's a morsel that I, mm -hmm. I I can't say I'm just lost for words. <laughs> I'm chewing on it. But, but, but yeah, I, I'm going to chew on that, and I but chew, I what do you think, want? Yeah. I do think that this is what I heard, though, that I think is really important. Mm -hmm. There are some fathers who are challenged with physical affection, I mean, uh, a, a physical connection, you know, their providers, mm -hmm. their um, intellectual, their disciplinary, they're very clear in how they communicate, but maybe it's not a touchy-feely thing. Mm -hmm. So the tool that you just shared with the... Um, sucking in and pushing out of your belly, I think can be actually a connection tool for the father who says, well, I want to be touchy-feely, but I just don't really know how. So right. devoted moms, you right. now can, if you are like myself, who has also birthed a couple of children, I, I have some of that protection. Um, you can share that with your, with your, your children's father and, Maybe that's something that they'll practice doing together. And at the end of it, I, I have no doubt that there will be a laugh. Now, listen. <laughs> there will be joy. I think joy will come after the belly hug. <laughs> I think you said something really important. And, and I don't make a distinction when you use the term father between provider, between touchy-feely, between all of it under the title of father must be present because we are the framework for how they will see a relationship with the heavenly father. Mm -hmm. I think a part of the challenge we run into is because a lot of folks didn't have the father in place, it makes it very difficult for them to relate to God as a father. So those of us who have the opportunity to father children, it is imperative. It is, I, I can't put a, the right word on it, but I think it's our responsibility to be disciplinarians, be um, the, the, the touchy-feely, love you, hug you. Mm -hmm. My boys hate it. I'll, I'll grab them and I'll just hug them and I'll just like, just let it happen. Just, 
just let it happen. Let Dad love you. Just <laughs> let it happen. And, and what's happened is they'll do it to me because then they'll see days I'm having challenges or if I've had a rough time. My, oh, my God. Oldest son, he'll turn around and be like, come here, Dad. I'm like, leave me alone. Back up. Come here, Dad. <laughs> like, and, and, it's, and it really does create, um, especially for men, um, a, a connection where we, many of us, didn't get that kind of the touch that is so very right. much. And I think when you do that with your kids, it makes it that much more important and easier sometimes to make sure you're also affectionate with your wife. Yeah. Well, and and I I, I also think that there is a um, I think that I remember when children, you know, when we did skin time, hmm. when um, babies are new, and uh, there's been right. lots of research that talks about touch and brain development, touch yeah. and attachment, um, and so those intentional. <clears throat> what was intentional now is just natural, and your sons are going to experience that with their children at some point. Yeah. Um, and so right. you have, in fact, started a legacy of, you yeah. know, of belly hugs. You know, that's what our family does. <laughs> um, so that I, right. I, I commend you for it. Um, I commend you for it being just such a tangible, um, like I, I'm saying it's a tool, but it's a, it's something real that someone can actually just go and do without having to read a book. You know, that's what you get here on Devoted Moms with Tasha and right. Regina. You know, just real practical application. Um, and so, sure. mm -hmm. I, yeah. What's sure? Yeah. So um, there, there are, two, there are two, two more. So one of them you know about, but you've forgotten about, and it is the Zerbert. Do you remember the Zerbert? Oh, the Zerbert. Yeah, yeah, Zerbert. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, yeah. How old do they get, though? The saliva is not as cute. What do you do the Zerbert at? You, in the belly. To me, I'm like, oh. There it is. Oh, in the belly. In the belly. They hate it. They hate it. <laughs> they love. I'm telling you, it breaks the stress every time. And then the second one, now, uh, there's a disclaimer on this one. Um, you know, the Bible does <laughs> not uh, cause your children to, to anger, but um, this works. This works. Uh, if you are my friend on Instagram, my wife has posted uh, recently, we have, um, <clears throat> it's called the, the eye liquor, and it is... Um, I think the best way to say it is that you uh, lick the mess out of their eye. Yeah, I think I don't think there's a better way to describe it. Yeah, there's a, there's that's it. And do they, you lick? Sleep or do you mean like? No, no. Mm -mm, like right no. there. Yeah, right there. Yeah. That little fatty part that swells on me when I don't get enough sleep. There it is, right there. Yeah. Right there. Okay. Okay. You, you lick you you actually you you lick that. It works. I'm what trying to, works? I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> what are you? Voted moms, I'm telling you, Christopher Thompson is telling you today that it works. Hold your children down, look them in the eye, and see what happens. They hate it and love it at the same time, and whatever is going on in their lives, 
it now is done because the focus has been shifted. Go ahead. You know what? You just so giving us. Don't look them in the eye. You lick them in the eye. Lick them yes. in the. Lick them. Yeah. Yeah. You. And that's what I was ready for that. You asked me on the program, so I'm just giving you wisdom <laughs> that others may not share. So, devoted moms, we're going to come up with a new um, pre-screening strategy that yeah. will start on next mm. phenomenal fathers, but no. <laughs> No, I, I I think that you know I, I think that it's important that you um, <clears throat> that that we have these tangible things that we can go and do immediately. So at three forty-five, I I pledge, and Tasha, will you join me in this pledge, please? I pledge to experience my first my first eye licking pledge. I do I've not have my hand raised. Tasha, come on. He's telling the old moms what to do. We have asked him I here. I do not pledge that. You know, Christopher, she, she, we, were, we try. We meet people where they are. I know. So I will do the belly. I will do the belly hug. You can't do the belly hug. You have no belly. belly. You have no protection on your belly. You so you have now narrowed down your choices. You narrowed you your choices. You, he gave us three options. Yeah. One was the belly hug. Two yeah. was the Zerbert. And yeah, three right. was the eyelick. There it is. You got him. You got him. I'm only giving you three today because I think that that's all you can handle. Yeah, yeah. We want to take it in more. So. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Father, what? Son, Holy Spirit. Get it in threes. I'm giving it in threes. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Carl, yeah. I need to ask the producer, is the show over yet? Because I'm done. I'm spent. I'm done. No, I, I, can't I think Chris has more for us. I want to thank Sylvia Global. <laughs> I want to thank Sylvia Global for this opportunity. Oh, this has been a phenomenal show with a phenomenal father. No. Okay, oh, so, oh, we're not done? Yeah, so, no, we're not done. No, no. Okay. You want some some other non-physical um, touch morsels here for yourself. So, so one of the things that um, uh, we also do in our home uh, is, and, and this is, you know, this is one of the, the things that Melanie and I have this agreement. And the agreement is uh, Anything that you tell me that may hurt me, I know that you're telling me in love. So if mm -hmm. if I'm going to say something that may injure me if I, in my in terms of how you say it, I'm not saying it to injure you. I'm saying it because it's the only way I may at that moment know how to communicate. And so we extend that same grace to our kids because sometimes they don't know how to communicate thoughts. And because um, in this day and age we see kids just talking how they want to talk and being how they want to be, um, our kids are always a yes ma'am or yes sir. But as they're getting older, if we don't teach them how to say something differently, if we don't teach them how to come with a, a heart towards love and communicating a thing, um, it, it, we leave them ill-equipped to manage a world that 
isn't there for them. It isn't mm-hmm. out there of them. And so um, we really do work hard to say, talk to us. Give it to us straight. Mm-hmm. So without judgment, without penalty. Now, if it's wrong, we need to still be your parents to discipline it or to be able to give a response so you can learn from it. But let's create a platform where you feel free to communicate. And right now, the stuff that is coming to our ears, after our kids have left, it's like, give, give us strength, God. And so I think it's important mm-hmm. to make sure that we're secure enough as parents that we leave open a forum for our kids to come raw and real. And when right. we get right. And it gives them a better ability to handle when they aren't with us. Right. Um, you know, Chris, around the dinner table, when that happens in in the in my house, um, I've got the oldest is ten, and the youngest is six. Sometimes about three in that performance. That's usually like potty talk, and so so I know that you have few pictures. Um who probably have some other uh, topic areas other than the fascination with bodily fluids and functions yeah. and, and potty talk. So where do you all, what, we do it around the table and then we try to put it into some sort of um, decency. It's kind of hard sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but where do you do this? I know that you said you do it in the car, but what are some of the other opportunities? Yeah, you know, the, the table is always the best one because it reminds us that we need to gather to have a meal together um, and to fellowship. But we have, most of the time when we have what is our, what we call a family meeting, call a family meeting, it'll be... Do you have an agenda? Uh, I sometimes do, yeah. I, I have an agenda. Because, so, so sometimes, um, and Father, it's my responsibility to also recognize when, when there's not balance in the house, or mm-hmm. it's not go too deep spiritually when there is an attack in my house. And when I recognize that, then it's my responsibility to bring us together. And there's a, there's a term I learned years ago, it says, say what you see. Not what you think they said, or not what you say what you see. So if say I what you see. are acting a certain way, I'm going to say, this is what I see. Tell me, is that what it is? And that way you're addressing. Oh my God! I'm going to use that. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to eye lick at 3:45. At 3:50, I'm going with that one. (laughs) I like that one. And it gives you know it it it, that when when we do that it gives an opportunity to clarify. It gives us an opportunity to clarify. Well, no, that's not what I meant. Or that's not um, what was really happening here. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I've identified. The other principle is uh, seeking first to understand, then to be understood. I've taught that. Now that's a concept you have to teach when your kids get a little bit older. But it is it is from um, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah, One I thought I recognized that. Yeah. Mhm. It is a foundational thing that I use. It's I'm seeking first to understand what it is that you said. And it's important for me to make sure that you understand where I'm coming from so that there's balance in the conversation. And for my kids, at the age that they are, it is important for me to make sure that they know how to communicate, not just mom and dad, preach, teach, counsel. Now, when you've got, when you've got one of the things we didn't do, Regina, 
is that when they were older and and it and the language was a little bit um, we needed to sensitize it for the age of, uh, of maybe our daughter. Yeah, we're still having to give them our give them words. <laughs> give them proper words. We found though is that when they weren't home, people weren't using um, different terminology. They were using sweaty words. They were using desensitized words. So one of the things that we became committed to was again it goes back to the same part. We we wouldn't sugarcoat what we said, whatever they they were, because we were hearing them say something different. Um, uh-huh. And I don't want to get too graphic on the, uh, the conversation, but it, it was if we're hearing it in the marketplace, they need to know what that means, so that somebody else isn't framing up what what that concept is, what that principle is, what that whatever it might be. Our responsibility is when you go out there, there is nothing that you're going to hear, experience, or see that you haven't already had some introduction to in our household. And so whether it, what That's it, good. it, it whether it's porn, whether it's, I mean, you name it, it's my boys, the stuff that my boys get access to right now, that you can get it. And so we, we have just taken the stance that says, um, God equipped us with everything that we would need to be your parents, whether that's having Tasha as a friend or having Regina as a friend. We know everything. So there's nothing you can bring to us that we're not going to have an answer for every time. And the genius of God is that our oldest son is going through some things, and Melanie and I are so accurate with him that he's coming back and saying, Mom, Dad, you were exactly right. So now he is the testifier to our other kids that it really does work, that mom and dad are going to be real. They're going to tell you the way it is. They're going to give you the Bible behind it. They're going to give you the real behind it. That way when you go out there, you make better decisions. So that's how functioning in our home. I like that. Wow, wouldn't you be a great reality show? Man, we've been trying to figure out how we get that. We just haven't found the right network. So <laughs> Global, um, <laughs> uh, I want to say that with the with the support of the farmers of the swine population, you might be able to get some get something sponsors. going. Yeah, there could be some sponsorship. Just let me know. I'm available. Uh, <laughs> Great. Twitter Great. plus. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Tasha, you've been kind of quiet sitting over there, just sucking it all in. Yeah, yeah, you know, just listening. I mean, I mean, one of well, you know, to kind of give a little background, uh, devoted moms, Chris and I, when we were living in Atlanta at the same time, uh, became really close. We sang on the praise team together uh, with the church that we belong to, and just you know, just connected. Our families connected. I'm really good friends with his wife, and he's really good friends with Kenny, and the kids like just gravitate to each other and um and we just haven't actually physically seen each other in i don't know it's been a long time we talk still all the time we text we facebook but we haven't actually seen each other in a while so i'm just sitting here enjoying his company and um laughing and so you, you all sang you sang together in the praise team together yeah we were on the same team yeah yeah and, and actually devoted mom uh-huh. don't we want to hear a little something 
Why did you just say that? <laughs> but wait, no. What's really cool is right before, because we both moved around. You want around. to do it, Chris. I can see it in your eyes through Google Hangout. <laughs> Take us out. Right. <laughs> Go ahead and sing something, brother. I'll join you in the back. What are we doing? I'm sorry. What happened? <laughs> what happened? I you lost. Before we, before we have to um, just uh, end or shorten our time together, I, one of the things I really do want to um, kind of bring up is often Tasha and I talk about things that are happening, um, are trending in the news. Uh, one, our um, prayers and our um, our real hopes for divine uh, inspiration and interception uh, for the people who are, are leading our country. Um, we want to acknowledge that there are some folks who are hurting right now at the decisions of folks that um, were meant to be put in a position to help us. And so we're really hoping that our federal workers, the people who support federal employees, um, just know that God's got it and that um, it is a reminder for me that my provisions come from my Heavenly Father. And the contract mm -hmm. is not where the provision or the contractor is not the provision. That's the provision right. is, is, the, is, is God. That's and right. so um, I just want to offer encouragement and sustainment to those families who are experiencing that right now. And, you know, again, use this time to really spend some time with your with your children and with your family and um, make this a, a very special time because um, we don't often have time off from work, yeah. um, unscheduled. And we don't know how long it's going to last. Uh, we do know that it will cause anxiety. But I just say use this time. It's interesting. Some of the other museums that are, I'm in the D.C. area. So museums and places of interest are actually seeing an increase um, and it's because people are at home or now able to do some things other than go straight to work so it's kind of hmm let's see this might be a gift um, but for right. those uh, those those bill collectors who feel like a late fee makes sense I also ask uh, God to intercede to you to understand late fees should not apply this month um, and for me, last month either. But that's a whole other deal. Um, but I really am hoping that our um, <laughs> providers of electricity and cable and television right. and, you know, those those folks understand and don't penalize um, a group of people who are already being, you know, put in the midst of just foolishness. Okay, that's my soapbox. Right. I, you know, I got I, we got a show called Devoted Moms. I'm devoted to that because I'm a mom. Um, so, Tasha, any any last parting thoughts with you, dear? Is she listening? I'm sorry. I lost that. What did you say, sweetheart? I said, do you have any parting? I am. The, it, broke, <laughs> it broke up. Are you watching Tiger Woods? <laughs> yup. <laughs> Not me. Busted. <laughs> You're busted. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. Christina. I know she, she wants to close out, but Devoted Moms, I don't know if you know that there was this issue with Tasha 
I'm, you know what? I'm going to let it alone because she's making faces, and I don't want to put her on front. See, that's God don't like See, ugly. Look how uh, you, you know, fall breaking up. It's breaking uh, up. What are you talking uh, about? I don't know. If you go to Tasha's Facebook page, it's about a week ago, and check the link and follow that conversation. <laughs> Praise him. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, oh I think it was around that, that same time that your wife posted about how you missed one of your child's football games or something and he scored a touchdown or something like that and you weren't there? Is that that same uh, post? No, no, no. No? Oh, oh, I'm just saying. See, what had happened was... <laughs> would you suggest devoted moms not post that kind of stuff on Facebook? I would suggest that devoted moms <laughs> would screen their posts. Anywhere so that you know your digital footprint and who could be reading it. Because there could be somebody out there that might comment that may not fully understand what was happening that may have caused certain things to happen in certain people's lives at that moment. Uh-huh. Just, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes, I, yes. Look at that. Text language on Devoted Moms. You didn't get that last time. Hashtag. I, 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 yes. Hashtag. Hashtag, I love bacon. Go ahead. Well, we usually, um, will you hush? So we usually end our show with a gospel. I did. I told them to hush. I did. Yeah. Sign language. (laughs) But we usually end, right. (laughs) We usually end our show with a God story. Just something that has happened today or this week or last week where we just know, you know, Aside from thanking God for waking you up and keeping everybody healthy, but what are those kind of little nuggets that happen throughout the week, sometimes big, sometimes small, that you kind of realize, man, that was just God? Um, and for me, uh, you know, I've shared with devoted moms here before that my husband and I attend therapy together, and it has just, you know, really grown our relationship. And so the other day when we left um, the uh, parent-teacher conference, uh, we decided to just stop and, you know, get a drink and have an appetizer together before we went home. And just little things like that because you get so caught up in being mom and dad and I got to go get this for this kid and this for this kid that you just don't take time to spend with each other. You don't take time to date each other. Or it has to be this big date night where all this is planned and you spend so much money. And we just took 20 minutes to reconnect with each other. Um, and we've been very purposeful about reconnecting every day, but that was our moment of just reconnecting with each other for a few minutes at a restaurant. And it was just so nice to just to be, just to be a couple. And so for devoted moms out there who are in committed relationships, you know, don't forget that. Don't forget to connect with, um, with your loved one, you know, whenever you can and however that looks. So, Chris, can you share with us a God story you might have this week? Man, I've had, I've had, literally, I've had so many God moments this week, um, and and I, the 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 most, I'll say it this way: when I um, yesterday had to present my resignation to the company that I'm currently working with, um, the output of I can't believe you're leaving. You'll be missed. This is a loss to the organization. And I, I, I told my cousin this morning. I said that was that was God. 
I said, I'm in Ohio. Most everybody that I work with is off in some other location, and I don't even feel like I, I gave my very best work product. I mean, I was like, okay, there's more I could do or whatnot, but the testimony was whatever it is that they gained from me, saw in me, that was God. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I don't take any credit for that. I'm, I'm, I'm tremendously grateful for um, just being in the position to have been used in a way that somebody saw the God in me and, um, and saw the value of that. So that's mine. That's mine. Awesome. That's awesome. awesome. Do you have one, yeah. Regina? Um, I have actually a couple. Um, I was a part of a team that um, was putting in for a grant to help influence supportive housing for people who are in recovery. Um, mm-hmm. We got an email last night at 7.45 p.m. So there were some government workers still working. Um, saying that uh, we were being at, awarded that contract. And so um, we had actually, yeah, I know. <laughs> we had uh, devoted moms and Chris. <laughs> um, we had actually, it, it was God because we actually, the, the original request for proposals, we cut down. It had to be in by 2.30. By 1 o'clock, we realized it was not going to happen. And it was like losing a, you know, it was like death and dying. It was really like, what could you have done differently? And, oh, my God, we this opportunity, we just totally blew it. But then we said, you know what? God has a reason for why this is happening like that. And we switched very quickly. Um, within a 24-hour period, we all understood that we were not ready. It was not what we were supposed to be doing at that time, but we would be ready when the opportunity came in some other form. Yeah. Lo and behold, that um, right. funding was never given. They reissued that same RFP. Uh, we got it in, <laughs> and we got awarded. Okay. So, um, you know, it was really amazing because it also allowed for us to come back and redefine how are we going to be able to better serve or ensure the service of supportive housing for our brothers and sisters who shelter is so essential to recovery. And if it is a shelter that is an environment that is supportive and nurturing, um, then we will only have people being well even longer. And so yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. It's, it's, it's exciting to be a, a very small part of that. Um, the other thing happened this morning. There was a, I was on, on Yahoo News. I was looking at what was trending. And I'll be really quick, Carl, I promise. And it doesn't have to do with bacon, believe it or not. Um, but there was a letter. <laughs> the blurb said, Father disowns homophobic daughter in an epic letter. And so it's on my Facebook page. Okay. Um, and, and what it is is it is a father who wrote a letter to his daughter who apparently her son is gay. She has decided to put him out of her house and to basically stop loving him and disown him. Wow. And this is her father writing this letter saying, I'm disappointed in you as a daughter. You're correct that we have shame in the family but mistaken about what it is. 
He goes on to say, kicking Chad out of your home simply because he told you he was gay is the real abomination to love. Wow. A parent, wow. so he goes on saying um, how he is going to now support his grandson. And I learned a special feature, which I'm going to do with you now. Um, okay, start screen. Can you see it? Oh, no, all you see is that beautiful man right there. Okay, hold on. So if there's a full... <laughs> Can you see it now? <laughs> so there's a full letter where this grandfather has told his daughter and is holding her accountable to saying um, that she has no right to be able to do this, yeah. um, to simply not love her son anymore. And right. that... And that he, in fact, has decided to disown her until she finds a heart. And then he allows her to come back. He ends it by saying, if you find your heart, give us a call. Wow. And it was just really powerful. So there is um, actually a, a, a website and a group of folks. And, um, you know, language is very flavorful right now. We uh, <laughs> this website is actually that publishes things that support our brothers and sisters that um, may be in the LGBTQ community, and it's called SCKH8. And so it really is saying, mm, hate." <laughs> so write that down with your little pen, Christopher. Um, but they post. Uh, letters from parents who are telling their children, I love you. I loved you since you were born. I love all of you. And this component right. of you will not be a reason for me not to love you. And I have right. to say, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to cry because it was just so beautifully sincere and I felt so appropriate from a, a, a father who clearly this is an adult daughter. But he, right. he, he's still parenting her, and she needs him yeah. to still parent her. Yeah. So that her son yeah. understands the love of a father. Right. So it's, I mean, it's, wow. it's, it's, on, it's on my Facebook page, um, just really phenomenal. And I just, I, I think it was just spirit-given. The language he used, and there were other examples where, um, you know, young people were able to express to their parents and, and receive the support that they needed. So those were my two guys. Right. <laughs> really powerful. Uh, those were very powerful. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Um, this, has, this has been a great show. This has um, filled me. This has filled me for the week. Um, so thank you, my brother from Another Mother, for joining us. And... Um, I would venture to say that our uh, our um, guests who who watch it and our our followers who watch us on a weekly basis would probably love to see yes. you again. Um, so we might we might have to have you we'll on have a again. Quick segment. Um, so <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so thank you, devoted moms, for joining us as always. Uh, you warm our hearts every time we see the numbers rise on how many people have viewed our videos. It just humbles us to no end. And thank you again to Sylvia Global for this opportunity of a lifetime. So we will definitely see you all next week, same time, same place. Thanks for yes. having me. Loved it. Thanks. Bye. And if I had this
That's a sizzle of bacon. The joy, the joy. Find it. See you on the other side, Tasha. Bye. Bye. Okay.